0: Welcome to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, a podcast honing in on living with aim. That's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. All of this as we journey through the process of self-discovery, self-definition, and self-distinction. I'm your host, Farah Bernier, talent management professional and certified coach working with fabulously fierce women across the globe. Join me as I share coaching tips and resources you can apply to your own journey to living Fabulously Fierce. And as an added bonus, I'm never doing this alone. Each week, I'll introduce you to one new guest joining me to share how they live Fabulously Fierce. Do keep in mind, while I'm excited for you to be here and I'm here for you as we'll take this journey together, this is not meant to be a substitute for live coaching engagements. To find out more about coaching one-on-one, please visit www.farabernier.com email me at farrahbernier at gmail.com, and or visit the Living Fabulously Fierce handle on Instagram. With that, let's get started with today's session. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. I am excited to talk to you today about the second pillar that we're honing in on this season, i.e. intention, not because it's something new, excuse me, in our conversations. This is now our fourth week, and we've been really um, deep diving into this in our sessions pre-guest and then with our guest Um, in each episode. But one of the things um, that is critical for us to understand with this pillar is why it's so significant. As as I was reflecting on the season, on the pillars, and actually in a coaching session with one of my clients, um, where we were deep diving into intention, she actually asked, you know, for me, trying to move forward with this model, I practice understanding why it's important to be intentional from the standpoint of what happens when I'm not. And my reaction to that was, well, then yes, if if you're not li- living with intention, all you're doing is living habitually. And habits are great, but even habits begin with intention and being consistent with the intention. So I want to stress why it's important for us to prioritize this pillar in our day-to-day. And when I was coming up with this model, the, the the reason I prioritized intention is so that we don't end up living by default, right? What happens for us in the day-to-day in our routines as things just move along, Um, even in this quote unquote new semi-normal that we're in before we can go back to the full-fledged new normal, whatever that will be, whenever it will be, it's easy to get into habit um, in the day-to-day. Example for me, here's my routine. I wake up, I turn on my electric tea kettle, which is right next to my um, nightstand. I pour hot water, get up, go brush my teeth, pour the uh, tea over um, a slice of lemon that I put out the night before just so I have it ready, drink that while I'm getting dressed in my workout clothes before I go work out, then get my workout in, come back if there's trash to put out, I put it out, come back, shower, all the things to get ready for my day, brew a coffee, then sit at my quote unquote desk here at home and start my day, jump into meetings. All is that all of that is just routine. It's just habit. It's it's just what I do. Now to shift from habit to intention is to really focus on why am I drinking water with lemon every hot water with lemon every morning? Well, because my intention is to wake up my system in a way that is cleansing and that is soothing. That's my intention. And if I take that mindset intentionally as I prepare for my workout, it's not just stepping into the habit of a run or strength training for that that day. It is reinforcing my intention to live a long, healthy, whole life. And then coming back, you know, if I decide to take out the trash, it's because I need to take out the trash, keep a nice and clean place. It's not just habit. It's taking out the trash early in the day safety reasons too, not going out there, um, where I need to dump my trash out, um, where I might be by myself, et cetera, et cetera, all the things, and then coming back, shout see, So this is, I'm just giving you an example of how you can shift from what is habitual habits in your day-to-day to being present so that you're reinforcing your intentions, not just executing against habits. So that in reinforcing your intentions, you're living intentionally and that is priming you for the actions you're taking to come back to it, manifest what you're intending to manifest. And so I just wanted to today take the time to make sure that we're distinguishing, well, excuse me, first understanding why this pillar of intention is so important And also distinguishing intention from habit and why we do that. Because it's more empowering and it positions us in the driver's seat of our lives, of our day to day, instead of being at the affect of routine. And so for the week ahead, what I would encourage you to do is to just take a day and look at all the actions that are taken through that day, throughout that day, that are just habitual. Just go ahead and list them out. This is like a five-minute exercise. Then once you've done that, right next to the list of habits that you've identified, take a moment to elaborate on what your intention is. And here's the thing, if you find some components, some pieces of your day that there is no intention in, this might be an opportunity for you to realign some things in your life so that you can live more intentionally. And with that, I hope this has been helpful. We're going to take a quick pause as we prepare for our guest segment today. So, hang tight, and I'll be right back with our guest. Hello. As always, I am thrilled to have you as part of the Living Fabulously Fierce community through the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. If you want to continue building your insights from the podcast through coaching in a digital format, you can subscribe to the Living Fabulously Fierce Coaching Corner. All this is is a subscription-based coaching platform with resources through which you get tools and insights directly from me that are applicable, accessible, and support acceleration for your progression in personal and professional development. All you have to do is visit www.mastermindwithfara and sign up today. Anyone who signs up will be included in our monthly live coaching corners. This is not to be missed. I love these sessions with the women who join every month. It is always such a fueling time. And so again, this is when I join live with other members and we engage together as a community so that everyone is empowered as we address whatever challenges they're confronting or opportunities they're looking to seize. And then we all leave elevated and positioned for ongoing impact, which is what living fabulously fierce is all about that commitment to living with aim authenticity intention and masterful execution. So again, this is not to be missed. So visit www.mastermindwithfarah.com. That's www.mastermindwithfarah.com today. Sign up and we'll see you on the platform as well as in the next live session. Talk to you soon. Welcome back listeners. As always, I am so excited about our guest segment today. Um, A real treat for both of us, um, you and I. And so with that, I'm going to hand it over to my guest so she can introduce herself to you.
1: Hooray! Hi, everyone. So my name is Kitian Cadet. I am so excited and honored to be on this podcast with you all. And yeah, this is a treat because I haven't had the chance to catch up with this lovely one in a while. So this is this is just a blessing. Um, but yeah, so name is Kitian. I like to introduce myself as a first-generation Haitian American. Um, I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am more recently a wife. I just did a COVID wedding. Um, By day, I am a management consultant. Um, For fun, I am an avid globetrotter and a taco lover. Uh, And for passion, I am a speaker and an entrepreneur. I love all of it.
0: You are the first self-proclaimed taco lover. Oh, yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) If I could, I would fly back to Mexico City just to have tacos, like, ugh, any day.
0: I'm gonna admit something that is maybe gonna get me in trouble, but I'm not, I've never been against tacos, but I'm just growing into them.
1: Okay, okay. I was gonna say, I did a little gasp earlier, but listen, I did not have, my love affair with tacos started in college, because I feel like it was such a cheap okay. thing to eat. Um So everyone gets to that relationship in due time. but. Oh. We need to expose you to different types of tacos, but they are so- I, I
0: welcome that. I, I welcome, that. and it, it's so, the reason I pause and saying that is because it's never been a, an opposition. It's just, you know, when you have mm-hmm. it's and then tacos, somebody tells us- It's know. like often, so I'm just, but but they are growing on me. I have found um, Keto Tacos. Okay. DoorDash. This podcast is not sponsored by DoorDash. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it, I'm I'm learning different tacos, and I'm grateful for that. So,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so that. We
0: have we have COVID and Doordash to thank for my introduction to
1: tacos. Oh, I love it! I'm here to support, and if you ever need an example, uh, an option, let me know. But carne asada, that always hits with some pickles. Mm. Ooh, yes, girl! Oh. I'm gonna put you on. Okay, okay. <laughs> about
0: tacos you guys, all day you guys, this was going to be a treat for you as the guest and for me and it's already kicking off so getting us back on track thank you so much for your intro as and shared we have it's it's been a long time we met in boston um when she invited me to be a speaker on something and we stayed connected yeah. and then just time distance and here we are so truly truly excited to have you on um i love all the points of intro the the known the new and the evolving. So I'm so excited for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And can you share with the group, the audience, um, if you had to describe the area in which you're having an impact or how you
1: have an impact, what would you say? So I say that that always changes depending on the phase that you're in in life, right? Right now, what's important to me is to have an impact and to care to folks who look like me, women of Mm -hmm. color who are, Professionals, postgraduates who simply want to get access, tools, and resources so they can continue to be their badass self, right? Um, who want to continue to grow their network and help others. So, for me, I I do that in in this space for women of color primarily in two ways. Um, one, it's with my first business, Women with Purpose, which is how you and I got the chance to meet. Oh. And so, Women with Purpose is still going strong and. For the listeners who don't know about Women With Purpose, we are a full LLC, a business who decides that our mission is to offer unparalleled skill building opportunities for women of color to make sure that they have the tools, the resources, and the network to advance personally and professionally. So what that means is that to date, we've hosted close to 60 events. through professional development seminars on topics like financial empowerment, leadership development, entrepreneurship. Um, And yeah, we've reached over 1,100 women and helped them just take advantage of their professional advancement. Um, And then as of recently, um, I started a second business, which is just me, it's Kitian LLC, because I wanted to monetize on that. Um, and I cater to postgraduates, um, primarily MBA grads, who are seeking or searching for more purpose and alignment in their lives. So personally and professionally, again. And here, I try to offer, whether it's templates or framework, um, I'm hoping to put a self-paced course in, in the upcoming couple of weeks, but um, that help an individual identify where they are and where they wanna go and to make sure it's aligned with their intention.
0: I love it. Love it all. And I love the fact that you said it depends on where you are in yeah. life, right? And things are evolving. Um, you talked a lot about, well, thank you for sharing where you're having an impact and how you have an impact. And you're very clear about the how there. Yeah. Um, I think especially this season, as we're honing in on the second pillar of living with aim, which mm-hmm. is intention. what is the intention behind the space of influence for you? What What is, I, I hear the goals, I hear the objectives and the how is beautiful. When you
1: sit with self, what is the intention behind that? Mm, first of all, I love it. First of all, I wanna to snap, snap to this question. Um, so I think what you're asking is really the why. Um, for mm-hmm. me, my why is like the focus on purpose, focus on intentionality and leadership development, those three things. So. Throughout my professional journey, if you will, I've discovered that my personal mission is to use my personal experiences, my charisma, and my passion for personal development to be a catalyst for helping other people discover the value of who they are. That's my personal mission. And my why is because as a female of color who is quite ambitious and has often navigated in professional spaces that are not on the traditional path, I'm sick of not seeing other people like me at the deciding table, right? When I was in international development, which is where I started my career for about seven years before going to business school, you know, I'm working in the Ministry of Women's Affairs in Haiti with individuals from, you know, large international organizations that we all know with no one that looks like me at the deciding table. And they are making deciding factors of how to disseminate millions of dollars to people who don't look like them and who look like me. So I not only experienced that um, disparity in my professional experience in international development, I continue to experience that um, professionally now in corporate America. And so that's been my why. I want to help other people to, to figure out what makes them great um, and to, to, to align purpose, intentionality and, and leadership development. I appreciate that on so many levels. And
0: I, I do have to call out um, the focus on women of color. Yeah. And I think what I appreciate most is the tie to the table that yeah. you called. It. Um, I found myself yesterday speaking with a friend and coworker mm-hmm. and I truly call this person friend. We met through work, but we when you can pray with somebody, yeah, mm. this friend yeah. and we don't look like each other. Yeah. Um. I'll, you know, I'm also a big respecter of story, so I won't shit and confidence. So, um, I won't say who it is, but this person is very important to me personally and professionally. And she, in the workplace, would be called an ally. I call mm-hmm. her an advocate. I do think yeah. those are different things. And yes, sir, so she's really, really, really upset. She has a diverse team of women. Mm-hmm. Um. Asian and uh, black and African American. Mm-hmm. and one um and uh, uh, women of who don't identify as women of color. Mm-hmm. and some feedback she got is she's too focused on the women of color, the black women in particular, which is very interesting because yeah. candidly she's not truly yeah. objectively she's really not. she cares for the entire team. yeah. Um, makes herself available when leaned into and those women happen to lean into her when things come up that they just need you know help sort uh, sorting through how do i deal with and this is now a little bit more historical you know leading my client group through the situation of george floyd when i'm a black woman and help them understand that what i'm guiding them through is actually as objective as it is subjective and i'm i'm pulling this thread because I am seeing even more pushback on the commitment to women of color in particular.
1: Mm.
0: And now when we say we're committed to women of color, there's this, of course you are, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. And it can minimize the objective why. And I love that you point to the table because at the end of the day, for those of us who truly keep that as part of our purpose, it is about the table -hmm. And it's about the table because what happens at that table now happens without on what I'll say. And this is a audio uh, medium, so I'll share like air quotes the small tables to the big tables, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have a seat, how can we then build the building that we can then own and have even more power? And so I, I had to, I couldn't miss out on the opportunity to pull that thread because. I think more and more because women or people hear us saying women of color, women of color, it is now the, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. And you were very clear to pull the why there. The objective of that is we need a seat at the table because the table yep. has on the agenda decisions to that be are made yep. about me and my life and the people I love. And no one looks like me around that table.
1: Yeah yeah and i want to be very clear because what you also hear in part of this argument of like oh of course you're catering to that um most folks say well you know we're hiring more women of color isn't that enough or more women of color are going into management leadership positions isn't that enough i want to be very clear what i'm focused on is not helping you get your first job no right what i'm helping you on is not to help you get that promotion i mean yes sis let's get you that promotion right right what i hear from human resources professional is quote unquote, they may not have the skills or the expertise or the experience. So what I hope to do in creating these platforms of this room for, if you will, is to get you that skill so that when you put your application to be a board member or a C-suite executive, no one can tell you anything because you've done your due diligence if you put in that work. Cause until you are in that C-suite or a board member or owner founder, you're not making any decision that's gonna impact the rest of everyone else.
0: Right, and and it's also interesting as a human resources person, I will say I'm pretty certain you actually already have the skills. Mm-hmm. We need to learn how to articulate it the same way others do who, yeah. who've never questioned. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a reframing too that I try to facilitate as much as possible because the reality is even if you don't have scale x let's pretend you actually don't have it mm-hmm. you got a through w that i think compound yep. all the yield that x might give if not just a fraction does so yeah. this balancing act of that whole thing um and again stretching that out maybe overdoing it but that that to me is so critical that people mm-hmm. hear and understand and yeah. so i appreciate you calling it mm-hmm. out which i think um I think others will too. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, of course. So as you think about, we're, we're recording this in September and we've now been in current state of affairs of lockdown, adult timeout. we're still dealing with COVID, I'm not, I'm all really... the other pandemics and then cousin Lambda and Delta are coming to the party. Mm-hmm. We don't know who else they are bringing. Um, I imagine the past year and a half has led to a lot of reflection on your part when I first started, um, planning for the podcast, what I was hopeful was like, okay, we're going to begin back to normal. And given that we're going to be getting back to normal, I'd ask you, so what's your intention for moving into the new normal? No, we're still here, mm-hmm. but my question <laughs> is, are there any things that, is there anything or are there things that came to light for you? Over the past year and a half, and and then some, um, that was new insight that led to additional intention or different intentions on your part.
1: For sure. So, I mean, I can imagine COVID being an adult timeout has been difficult for everyone on so many different levels, right? From a Um, physical perspective, not being able to be as active, not able from a social perspective, not being able to see friends and coworkers, financial perspective for many people, right? Businesses, landlords, work, you might've been unemployed at some point. So if anything, the past year and a half is that COVID has forced me to have more emphasis on being present and experience, creating or building those experiences myself. So um, for context, um, we recently lost my grandfather due to COVID um, back in October of last year. Um, and I share that proactively with people um, so that folks know that you at, you now as a listener know someone who's lost someone from that. Um, and we lost him only after we did a spontaneous COVID wedding the month before. Um, and we weren't supposed to get married that year um, or we weren't supposed to get married at that time. First and foremost, we are supposed to get married in November. Um, but then with the pandemic, we were assuming we were going to get married the next year. Um, but essentially, our parents got along way too well. And um, while we were together, they're like, well, why don't you guys get married this Saturday? Mind you, this came up on a Monday. Can um, pause for a second? I, yeah.
0: <laughs> you just Our parents got along way too well. Oh, yeah. West- they,
1: I mean, Haitian and Brazilians, like, you know, they just had way too much fun. <laughs>
0: yeah. Sorry, I just, I love that. Keep going. No, keep going. I love it.
1: Um, and I love that you love that too. So no, I, I, I wasn't, you know, um, I wasn't a cheerleader to this plan, but when I eventually did agree and, and came along, we had 72 hours to make this happen. So we essentially planned a COVID wedding in 72 hours in three days, which we did. And it was fantastic. It was intimate, by nature we had to, and- um, We got to a Haitian woman, but keep going. <laughs> you know, it was it was beautiful. And the thing for me is that my grandfather got the chance to participate. Mm-hmm. Had we not done that, we would not have had him at this mm-hmm. moment to celebrate with us. So I share this mini story just to say that we were forced to, to be creative, but we were also forced to be present and to create our own experiences. So for me, that's what's been most life-changing. So, you know, while we've been in this panini, you know, my husband and I have been doing a lot of solo trips, a lot of camping, a lot of hiking. Um, Once we got our vaccines, um, you know, taking these tests, making sure we can actually host barbecues outside with friends. um, It's all about being present and making those experiences. And that's something I don't think, I did as much or as intentionally before. Yeah. How do you find living?
0: How do you define living with intention?
1: So, um, and I love that. I would say it is by, um, I would say probably doing three things, right? Like one, discovering or realizing or knowing what you're good at is one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two, discovering realizing or knowing what brings you joy um and three being able to package those two things to be able to help others and just checking in that along the way in your journey you are always doing those three things
0: yeah
1: yeah do you have a
0: model um and i mean a person who models that
1: doing well um for you. So it's so funny that you and I are having this conversation this week because I would say generally I don't know if I've ever really had um professional personal mentors beso- besides my immediate family. Um you know, I think as a first generation Haitian American, like my parents having come here and having succeeded and and kind of live up to the American dream, that itself is inspiration, right? Um mm-hmm. but I say the the irony of us having this conversation this week is because I um, got the chance to connect with this woman who I swear she's like my fairy godmother in my head. She doesn't know this, but um, she's probably the first time that I see someone that I feel as if they walk their walk and they talk their talk. Um, and she does live her life purposely and intentionally. And actually, that's her whole platform. Her name is Jovian Zane. Um mm-hmm. And um, she's fantastic. She's been featured on um, the Red Table Talk. She's been um, you know, a speaker for multiple organizations like Google and Facebook and a facilitator. Um, and she does podcasting and events on intention and live in your purpose. Um, and I got the chance to talk to her this week. I was so stoked. I was like, little girl, I'm like, oh my God. I was fangirling the whole time. Um, when you see someone who does that in, you know, to the listeners here, I don't know how many of you have a badass mentor or someone who inspires you like that, but I wanna be very clear. I have never met or seen someone that inspires me. Like to this day, I'm 33, haven't seen it yet. So for me to finally have a conversation with this person, like I am stoked and excited. She is someone who I have researched, has been able to step into her purpose. And while she's doing this is kind of like extending her magic to everybody else right and helping everyone else become their best self so to your question as of a week ago no i did not have anyone who who did that um and uh no i'm just really excited that our our paths have crossed even for a short period of time just because she is a phenomenal example of what it means to to work and walk in your purpose I love that. Um, and I also
0: love the fact that you call out a week ago, you wouldn't have an answer. Yeah, And I think that points to the power of time, right? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I, I'm a big believer. Everything is for a moment. Everything is for a season, right? And so if if today, the question I just asked Katia that the, she just answered today admitting a week ago, she wouldn't have an answer. If yeah. you're in that same boat, just give it a week. Yeah. The week goes by, you still don't have an answer. Give it a month et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. like the power of a moment um, is not to be missed. And sometimes we do because, you know, generally speaking, microwave, microwave generation, and then some, right. Exactly. But getting in, in the power of patience can yield you more than you probably could even anticipate.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I, I love that you two have found each other. That's amazing.
1: He's so dope.
0: Oh, so, okay. When we think about, um, you know, this mode of operating, and for you, it's it really is all these things that, is, that you've shared that you put into practice and you you execute against. Yeah. For me, it's the same thing. And I know when I'm like this week, this week was an intense week for me. And I was off my game a couple of instances where I had to like snap back into it, you know? And my mm-hmm. mode of kind of collecting myself
1: mm-hmm. is,
0: Remember, living fabulously fierce. What does that mean to you? Living with AIM, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I know what that means to me in a way that helps me have Mm self-accountability. If you think about your own call to self-accountability against all the things or to all the things you've listed out that you're committed to, what would you call it? It would be living fabulously what?
1: Mm, Living fabulously on purpose with intent and having fun along the way. Tell me more. I mean, whatever we are doing or whatever our calling is for us on this earth, if you're not enjoying it, what's the point? Right. Right. If you are finding it haphazardly, power to you. But I feel like your power is even more magnifying when it is strategic or when it's thought out. Because I believe by doing that, you can maximize your impact. And I mean, I'm a nonprofit international development person at heart, right? That's where I started. So for me, it's all about impact. So as long as I can maximize my impact in whatever I do and have fun, I'm Gucci, yeah. I'm golden.
0: I love it, I love it.
1: And so now when we
0: think about the version of yourself mm-hmm. 10 years ago, yeah, wherever she is, whatever she's doing and you get the opportunity to go back and share one thing that you absolutely need her to know, mm-hmm. one piece of insight, a piece of wisdom, what is it that you need her to know?
1: Mm. I love that. Um, I, would, I would have to have her know to remember that you at the end of the day are no better, no special than anybody else, right? you you bring something different to the table. And what she knows then and what I know even more now is that her energy is her secret power, right? Like your energy will continue to attract the best people you deserve. I fundamentally believe that and I've experienced it now 10 years now, but back then I, I knew that the way I presented myself attracted certain experiences certain people but I wasn't sure if it was just me by being lucky or you know being blessed no like keep that level of energy because you will attract the people the best people that you deserve and the best opportunities that are for you that brings me so much joy yay it brings me so much joy too
0: yeah that's
1: Because, you know, we always doubt ourselves. I mean, at least I remember back then I wasn't sure if I was doing the right things, et cetera. But what I do know is that whatever room I was in, like I always always try to bring it with a certain attitude, right? And with that, listen, some people are for you. Some people are not for you. And that is okay. I think I beat myself up when I have to let go of people or maybe my energy does not um, appeal to certain people the same way but I need to be able to let that go too, right? So um, I will say that that's probably been the biggest blessing. And I had a feeling about it back then, but I wasn't sure, but I I would love for her to know that uh, your energy is your secret power and continue to attract the people you deserve and remember You're, you're no better than anyone else. And I think that putting that ego down allows that energy to kind of attract.
0: It's amazing, absolutely amazing. And I think she'd be honored to get that information, that that insight, that wisdom. And I think she'd be so proud to know that you're the person she's walking into.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. She'd love it. Yeah. She'd be stoked too.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> so we could literally keep going. Actually, I'll say this. Is there anything you would like to share that we didn't get to get to during our conversation today?
1: Um, I've... Listen, I think when I loved all your questions. I I love like already I'm feeling energized. I'm about to be hyped for the rest of my Saturday. Like this is great. (laughs) I I will say though, and this might one of the questions I think is, you know, what's the biggest like learning about yourself? And I think for some listeners, they may say, like, well, I'm not there yet, right? Like I have so many things I want to get along the way. Or You know, I'll feel better when I achieve this, or I'll feel better when I achieve that. And, you know, I think my biggest lesson of self, because I want to make sure that nothing is perfect, um, and I'm certainly far from perfect, I will say my biggest learning about myself is that I'm a badass. Mm -hmm. And I'm smiling as I'm saying that, because society has done a pretty good damn job of making women like me not see themselves in the limelight, whether you know, it's that I'm not smart enough, whether it's that I'm not beautiful enough, whether it's not, whether it's that I'm not successful and statistically won't be as successful, etc. You know, um, and I'm 33 and look at God, right? Yeah. So I, my biggest learning is not to pay attention to societal's expectation of me, but that I've already surpassed those, those expectations, right? Um, and there's still room for improvement for sure. Um, for example, like I still need to learn how to fully be present, right? Um, but it's to know that I've already achieved in all of my experiences and as I'm still experiencing, I'm already at the point where society did not expect me to reach. Right, right. And I think what you're pointing to is the polarity
0: is that I'm not perfect and I've exceeded expectations. Yeah. I. Exceeded expectations, and I'm still a work in progress. Yeah, I am a work in progress, and I'm a badass too. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe just maybe, you're a badass in significant portion because you embrace being a work in progress.
1: Yeah, for sure. Snap to that. Yes, yes, yes. All the things.
0: So, I'm I'm gonna cut us off because otherwise we'll keep going. And again. <laughs> no, As this I, is
1: fantastic
0: to sit here with you. And as is always the case with the wonderful guests we have, um, I wanna thank you so, 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 so very much um, for taking the time, for joining us, for sharing your energy, your insight (laughs) and your story. It means so much. Um, Thank you so much for your time, your energy and your attention. And I'm looking forward to us being able to do this again. Um, in the meantime, I'm farrah Bernier, Living Fabulously Week, All of you have a fabulous week ahead. Thank you, guys. Did I say living fabulously week? I meant I am living fabulously <laughs> fierce. All of you have a you. fabulous you. week ahead. There you go.
1: <laughs> oh, it's been a day. It's been a week.
0: Brain ahead of my words. All right, guests, uh, I mean, audience, we'll talk soon. <laughs> One quick thing before you go, a few of you have actually reached out sharing that you're not on social media, that you love the podcast, and you're not sure how to sign up for coaching. First and foremost, I'm so excited that you're interested in investing in yourself in this way. And I look forward to hopefully partnering with you in this way. So with that, all you have to do is visit www.vipwithfarrah.com. That's VIP w i t h f a r a h.com and you can literally sign up today. My recommendation is that if you're new to coaching, you sign up for the starter package and if you are returning or have had a coach in the past and you want to jump back in, there are VIP packages that you can customize in terms of how many sessions you can get. Again, visit www.vipwithfarad.com and you can literally get signed up today. Any other questions? Don't hesitate to reach out to me. I can be reached via email at farabernier at gmail.com. Have a fabulous week ahead and stay fierce.